Tuesday blessings to you, and welcome back to our Old Testament study in the book of Ruth. A burgeoning love story between Ruth and Boaz, and a daring plan by Naomi to have Ruth set up with Boaz at night at the threshing floor. What is going to happen? There's a little bit of drama going on. Will their reputations be jeopardized? Will Boaz respond in kind to Ruth's request for marriage? We'll find out today in our text in chapter 3. And as we notice this love story uh, between two individuals, may we not forget the main character in the story, Yahweh, God himself. He who is working behind the scenes, even through grief and tragedy and heartache, to show his kindness and his love to Ruth and to Naomi, and to write a plan that is bigger than either one of them. Would you pray with me as we get into God's word? Father, thank you for this day. Thank you for my brother and sister and my my friend, whoever they may be joining us from wherever. Would you meet your grace to them right now, wherever they're at? And may we be reminded that even through grief and sorrow, that you are in control. And may we take joy from watching this love story unfold and remembering that the greatest love story is you, O God, as you have pursued sinners like us to show us your kindness and love. Give us grace this day. And in Jesus' name we pray, amen. Let's begin reading in chapter 3, down in verse 6. So she went down to the threshing floor and did just as her mother-in-law had commanded her. And when Boaz had eaten and drunk and his heart was merry, he went to lie down at the end of the heap of grain. Then she came softly and uncovered his feet and lay down. At midnight, the man was startled and turned over, and behold, a woman lay at his feet. He said, Who are you? She answered, I am Ruth, your servant. Spread your wings over your servant, for you are a redeemer. He said, May you be blessed by the Lord, my daughter. You have made this last kindness greater than the first, in that you have not gone after young men, whether poor or rich. And now, my daughter, do not fear. I will do for you all that you ask. For all my fellow townsmen know that you are a worthy woman. And now it is true that I am a redeemer. Yet there is a redeemer nearer than I. Remain tonight and in the morning. If he will redeem you, good, let him do it. But if he is not willing to redeem you, then as the Lord lives, I will redeem you. Lie down until the morning. If you remember at the end of chapter 2, Ruth has been gleaning in the barley fields alongside Boaz's uh, workers and with Boaz himself. And it is likely to surmise that Ruth has noticed the worthy character of Boaz, perhaps thinking that this is the type of man that I would want to marry. Boaz also acknowledges in chapter 3 and in chapter 2 that Ruth is already well spoken of, a woman of high reputation and character and worthy standing. Likewise, he must be thinking, this is a woman that I would like to marry. Well, we see the story unfold, and perhaps Naomi has heard the chattering of of Ruth as she has observed day after day of Boaz, because Naomi now gives Ruth very specific instructions. She says, Ruth, I want to make sure you're taken care of. And she tells Ruth to go down to the threshing floor to present herself to Boaz in what in ancient Near Eastern terms is, is virtually a marriage proposal. Notice that Naomi is not asking anything for herself, not even to mention to Ruth that Boaz is a redeemer. Just go down and present yourself. At least you're taken care of, my daughter. So what does Ruth do? She does just as her mother-in-law had commanded in verse 6. 
Now Boaz is down at the threshing floor. Now, what's going on? Has he drunk himself silly and now he's out cold? No, it was a common practice to guard the barley heap or the wheat heap after it had been threshed to keep it safe from thieves or from animals rummaging for food. So it was also a time of celebration. So it would not have made sense for him to get drunk uh, the night before trying to protect that which he had worked so hard for. So And at the same time, they're celebrating. So he is sleeping near the harvest with his men to protect it and maybe to make sure that the, the threshing floor in the area was not used for any immoral purposes. So he is there. She takes careful note of where he is lying down. She comes up to him, uncovers his feet, and then lays down at his feet, which is, which is a symbol of recognizing that what she is asking for grace and that Boaz is in the position of being able to give that grace, that favor that she doesn't deserve. She has washed herself, anointed herself, put on perfume. She's advertising, I am available and desire marriage. And specifically, she's asking Boaz for Boaz to be her marriage partner. She, he wakes up. He's startled to see this woman laying at his feet. And he says, who are you? And she says, I am Ruth, your servant. Spread your wings over your servant. If you remember in chapter 2, Boaz told Ruth, you are welcome here, Ruth. You've come to lodge under God, under Yahweh. His wings protect and cover you. And it's almost like Ruth is saying, remember how you said that I've come to lodge under God and his protection? Well, I'm specifically asking you, Boaz, so that I would come under your protection as your wife and under your provision. Now, that is the extent of Naomi's instructions to her. Just present herself to Boaz for marriage. But Ruth has not forgotten Naomi. She then says, and Boaz, you're a redeemer, a goel, as it says in the Hebrew. Now, what is a goel or a redeemer? It provided for a widow, it provided for the buying back of land, and in this case, helped provide for Naomi. So though Naomi was looking out for Ruth's best interests, Ruth is now also looking out for Naomi's best interests, not just simply by looking for marriage, but reminding Boaz to redeem the property so that Naomi is taken care of. Boaz says, may you be blessed. He's overjoyed at the character that has been demonstrated by Ruth. He said, may you be blessed by Yahweh, by the Lord, my daughter. You have made this last kindness greater than the first, and that you've not gone after young men, whether poor or rich. What kindness, or more accurately translated, what loyalty is he referring to? Well, first, the loyalty of Naomi. That he was, she, Ruth was loyal to Naomi in coming back to Bethlehem. Now loyal to Naomi in uh, not forgetting her and reminding Boaz that he's a redeemer. And also loyalty to Boaz himself. She has not gone after young men just to appease her desires, not just simply looking for wealth, but that she has loyally gone in love after Boaz because Boaz is a worthy man. Now, some have pointed out that Ruth is taking matters into her own hands because Boaz was slow on the trigger, as it were. He was afraid he hadn't gone and approached Ruth like he should have or pursued her like he should have. And yet we need to understand the Middle Eastern dynamic here and recognize that there is more going on. First, I would like to point out that uh, it is known that Ruth is a widow. Perhaps Ruth was wearing widow's clothes. 
uh, that Boaz was not going to just pursue a widow who perhaps was not ready for, for marriage and restarting another relationship who may be still grieving. Another thing is that Boaz did not want to jeopardize her reputation by just simply pursuing her without any thought for how pursuing a foreigner in this context might look to the greater community. So he's being very careful and gentle towards Ruth and her emotions and her grieving. And yet the fact that that Ruth has changed her clothes, anointed herself, now she is telling Boaz, I'm ready to pursue a relationship. The other thing going on is that Boaz legally has no right to pursue uh, her as redeemer uh, because there is, as we're going to find, one who is closer than him to be a redeemer. Now let's, now let's review. What is a redeemer? In the Old Testament, again, the redeemer was meant to buy back the land, to provide for the widow's family in order that one's line might be continued and that there would be no orphans or widows, no destitute, that everybody was taken care of in the community of Israel. So that was handled by whoever was closest in proximity to that relative. Well, Boaz, though as much as he might have loved Ruth, could not have pursued her because there was one that was nearer than Boaz. So he's a respecter of the law, he's a respecter of the culture, and he's a respecter of of Ruth's uh, state and emotions as she herself is grieving. But now that she's made herself known to Boaz, not to another young man, or even to this other redeemer, it has now given him the freedom to say, okay, I'm going to pursue you. Yes, everything that you have said, I will do. Perhaps Ruth's voice was trembling because in verse 11, Boaz says, do not fear. I know you feel nervous. This may even seem a little awkward or forward, but let me put your heart at rest. As you have expressed a desire to be my wife, I want to pursue you and I will do everything that I can to pursue you. But I do need to deal with something first. There is a redeemer, another one who's closer than I. And the Hebrew here is a little bit, again, ambiguous, muddled words. It's been suggested that perhaps Boaz stumbled over his words, that he wasn't excited about having to to perhaps lose Ruth to another redeemer. And yet, and yet, he is of such character that he's going to be obedient to God's law and put his own emotions and desires secondary to what he knows to be right. Oh, how hard that is to relegate our emotions and our desires secondary. And yet that's what he's doing. He is going to follow the law despite what he feels. And if the man will redeem Ruth, well, Good. Ruth will be taken care of. But then he says, If he is not willing to redeem you, then as the Lord lives, I will do it. I will redeem you. And as the Lord bears testimony of my heart and where I am, I will follow through. Lie down until the morning. I would like to point out again that there is nothing amiss going on. This is not a seduction. And matter of fact, the Hebrew word that is used here for lie down, he could have said lie here, sleep here. And in the Hebrew, it could be used interchangeably with having relations. But in this context, he specifically says, lodge here with me until morning. In other words, stay here. There's nothing suggested. Everything that happened was pure, holy, and righteous. A pure, holy, true love. Not for what they could get out of it 
but actually a love that considered the other person's interests before their own. It was a love that's consistent with God's own love, a kind love, a loyal love. And as Ruth has positioned herself in humility before Boaz, and Boaz overflowingly responds with, I want you and I pursue you. Likewise, Jesus in the Sermon on the Mount in the Beatitudes said, Blessed are those who are poor in spirit. Blessed are those who recognize that they come with nothing, who have nothing, because they will find a God who wants them, desires them, is pursuing them into a love that won't let go, a true, blessed, kind love. That's the kind of love that God has for you, a love that won't let go, a love that will pursue. Now let's see tomorrow what's going to happen. Is this other redeemer going to redeem Ruth? Is Boaz going to lose Ruth? Or does God have a purpose that he is still writing? Pray with me. Father, we thank you for the plan that you are writing, that you are in each of our lives. And I pray you'd help us to trust in your timing and recognize that you are a God who is pursuing, loving, and a kind God, even in the midst of difficult circumstances. May we learn to live holy lives and righteous lives, just as Ruth and Boaz exhibited when they could have taken advantage of the situation for their own desires, but no, they positioned themselves to be obedient to your truth, to be obedient to your purposes. And may we likewise live that even today. We ask your blessing, O God, and in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Have a blessed day. See you tomorrow.